Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking for long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I am your host, I am Shemaine Laney, I'm a fitness and nutrition expert, certified iridologist and biohacker. I hope you're all keeping really well today and you are ready to learn more about enzymes in this part two episode. We are looking at a specific enzyme that may be helpful for those who have gluten issues. But before I go on, I must remind you that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. Okay, let's go on. So as I mentioned last week, there are many different types of enzymes and they all have different types of jobs to do and they help with many, many functions within each cell of our body. Enzymes are very important, but the production of our enzymes within our body can get downregulated over time for many reasons. And that's where we can look at upregulating them with um, enzyme supplements or even other practices like bitters and stuff that will help stimulate the vagus nerve and gastric acids. But one thing that always crops up that people may have a problem with, and I'm doing the quote fingers, and that's gluten. A lot of people have what they believe is a gluten intolerance. If I had a dollar for every time a client came to me and told me they had a gluten intolerance or even a dairy intolerance, and I've been able to implement some sort of gluten back into their diet and dairy and they have no issues, I would be quite rich. But every once in a while, I do get someone that actually does have a severe gluten intolerance. It's quite rare, but it does come along. Like most people I speak to on consultations, they will say, well, I think I have a gluten intolerance or some sensitivity to gluten. But it's usually other inflammatory compounds that are causing the issue in their gut. And then I can introduce some gluten and they have no problems at all. But like I said, once in a while, I will see something severe come along where the person actually has a real intolerance. They might have celiacs or they might not. It might be something else. Um, but in this case, um, we would be looking at this enzyme. For a bit of help. This enzyme, just to give you a bit of info, is called DPP4. You'll see it written down, uh, DPP and then the Roman numerals I and V. So DPP4. And DPP4 is also known as dipeptidyl peptidase 4. So, okay, so with the name, let's go on. So even if you have been diagnosed with celiac disease or have other negative reactions to gluten and feel better when eating a gluten-free diet, despite all of your hard work to avoid gluten, sometimes we can't help cross-contamination or exposure to small amounts of gluten found in everyday products that you might not even know about it. 
But there is promising search research behind DPP-4, and this may be helpful to some people. So why is gluten so hard to digest? Well, gluten is a storage protein present in wheat, barley, and rye, and I'll add in spelt. And it's found in the endosperm of the grain or the seed. These proteins are especially rich in two amino acids. These two are proline and glutamine. Um, and they are resistant to digestion. So the grains contain many components and amino acid sequences, and each one of those has a specific fingerprint to each grain. And in normal digestion, the digestive enzymes in our bodies break down these long strands of amino acids or proteins into smaller groups called peptides. You may be familiar with peptides if you've heard me talk about collagen peptides. But anyway, so gluten contains three peptides, and these are also known as alpha-gliadins. And in particular, these three cannot be broken down by the digestive enzymes in the stomach and reach the small intestine intact, in where they cause a lot of issues. For someone without celiac disease, the indigestible part of gluten moves through the digestive tract to be excreted with no issues whatsoever. But when people who do have celiac are exposed to these gluten peptides, they have abdominal immune responses that cause inflammation and intestinal damage and a lot of the time severe pain and even nausea. So and these reactions, they're not limited to celiac patients. Some people have an unexplained condition called non-celiac gluten sensitivity or NCGS. And those with increased intestinal permeability or, quote, leaky gut can experience similar digestive distress from gluten as well. And these reactions are quite severe in that there's quite a lot of pain there's that inflammatory response. There may be diarrhea. They may be nausea. Um, so this is not where we think I have a slight intolerance where I get bloating and gas where I eat gluten. That's not the same issue per se. So the only current treatment for individuals with celiac or intolerance to gluten or that non-celiac gluten sensitivity is, well, some would think a lifelong avoidance of gluten as much as possible. And like I mentioned at the beginning, unfortunately, avoiding gluten completely is hard to do as it is hidden in many common products. And even products labeled gluten-free may contain small amounts of it. And then you have cross-contamination when eating out or traveling. Um, so it can be quite hard to completely avoid Ingestion of amounts as small as 25 to 50 milligrams may elicit an adverse reaction in some people. And to think about that, that's literally the size of a crumb. So think about that. So um, consuming small amounts of gluten daily, as little as that crumb, can cause also renewed villus atrophy, which means a further breakdown of the gastrointestinal lining and this is according to a 2007 study so think about that for a minute 
if you have these severe reactions to something in that 25 to 50 milligram range of gluten, so a crumb, chances are you are verging on the edge of celiac and probably would be wise to go get tested if you have not, but I can understand why people don't want to get tested um, with everything going on nowadays. Anyway, so um, gluten sensitive individuals may feel safer or feel more comfortable having a backup. And that's where DPP-4 comes in. So knowing that they can take an enzyme as a precaution before eating and perhaps cut down the risk of accidentally getting glutened, um, DPP-4 might be the problem solver right there. Um, however, it's important to note that enzymes are not intended to allow a celiac to start a gluten-containing diet. This is more of a precaution or a slight pre preventative measure if you know you might get exposed to gluten on a certain day or at a certain time. Um, so this enzyme, DPP-4, dipeptidopeptidase 4, has only been tested so far on small amounts of gluten in a meal. So not like a whole bowl of pasta. So it's not your free-for-all ticket. It's not a free pass. So this dipeptidopeptidase enzyme is a form of protease. And you'll remember from last week's podcast episode on understanding enzymes that protease, there are protein breakdown enzymes. So they help us break down and metabolize enzymes. Um, so this form of protease breaks down many of the common components found in a gluten protein. So protease is high in DPP-4 activity, assist in digesting and utilizing gluten and casein containing foods in some point. Um, and the casein aspect is referring back to a 2001 study by Buon T. A. L. Uh, titled Synergistic Action of an Ex-Prolyl Dipeptylidaminopeptidase and a Non-Specific Aminopeptidase in Protein Hydrolysis. If you do need the title again, message me and I will be happy to send it to you. So some oral protease enzymes recommended for gluten digestion have only been able to provide low enzymatic activity due to the acidity of the stomach and they can be rapidly degraded and unable to prevent the gluten particles from reaching the small intestines. But DPP-4 seems to avoid this problem. DPP-4 is intended for those sensitive to gluten who are already following a gluten-free diet but may need a little bit of help breaking down gluten proteins that are unintentionally ingested. It, again, it's not meant to replace a gluten-free diet. It's not a free-for-all or to treat or prevent celiac. And DPP-4 may not even work well for people that have celiac or even non-celiac wheat sensitivity because they may be reacting to other parts of the wheat such as the fructans or the amylase trypsin inhibitors not actually the gluten so there is more to this but this enzyme 
does offer some hope to people that um, that may have gluten issues and need a little bit of support on days where they might have exposure. So basically, if you feel you have a real gluten intolerance or issue or non-celiac issue or even celiac, having a bottle of this in your purse as you go out or in your car as you go out might be helpful as um, not even a preventative measure, but as precaution. And there's one thing to note though as well, that this enzyme is not effective for a true wheat allergy. So this that is completely different. But DPP-4, you can get different supplements containing it in the likes of community foods, whole foods. I'm not sure about nutters. I have seen it on Amazon. So there are options. And most of the time lately, enzymes are not too expensive. If you do have an issue like celiac or non-celiac, or you do experience these severe reactions to being exposed to gluten, but you haven't got an official diagnosis yet, it wouldn't hurt to try some of these and see if they help you out um, and make you, I'm going to say feel better because my clients, I have one or two, not many, but I do have a couple that do have severe issues with gluten. And I can tell you, they do not feel good, almost to the point of crying. Like it can make you quite emotional when you get that immune response and gut reaction. And if you could have enzymes, and I don't make commission off these, I don't get anything, but I do think this might be a valuable tool that might help prevent and support your body in times where maybe by accident you got exposed to some gluten or maybe on purpose maybe you did want a piece of the birthday cake or maybe you do want your body to still have some gluten exposure for the whole aspect of hormesis um, these enzymes might be a helpful tool so I hope you found this helpful, not too long of an episode, because really I just wanted to educate the few people that have gluten issues with this information, and maybe it's something you'll look further into. If you have any questions, as always, you can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram or Rumble at Shemaine's Model Health. You can also go to my website, shemainesmodelhealth.com, and there's a contact button there. You can send me an email or a message there please as always sharing is caring if there's anyone you know that might benefit from this information please do share with them and if you haven't liked or subscribed to my page already please do i would really really appreciate it okay everyone i'll speak to you soon bye bye